Welcome to Elevate Louisiana's Engage Videocast. Elevate Louisiana was founded in 2020 to empower women leaders throughout Louisiana by connecting and educating them on the challenges impacting our state with data-driven nonpartisan solutions to make a better future for Louisiana. Hello, I'm your host, Julie Stokes. In today's Engage Videocast, we're gonna to speak to Louisiana's Lieutenant Governor, Billy Nungesser, about bipartisanship in the state of tourism in Louisiana after COVID-19. Um, Billy Nungesser is the 54th Lieutenant Governor of the state of Louisiana. Prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, Louisiana was busy breaking tourism records in each of the last four consecutive years under his leadership. In fact, upon taking office, several state parks were slated to close. Today, not only have they remained open, but many are now making money. He's the immediate past chairman of the National Lieutenant Governors Association, and he used that position to promote shared priorities and foster multi-state solutions to problems like we have with imported seafood and um, with that industry um, safety. Over the last few years, he has helped hundreds of charitable organizations, but those he is most passionate about involve the elderly, veterans, and special needs citizens. In 2019, he was elected a second term as Lieutenant Governor with 68% of the vote. And coincidentally, that's more votes than any other statewide elected official since 2008. Pretty impressive. Um, he's truly a Lieutenant Governor for all of Louisiana. Welcome, Lieutenant Governor Nungesser. Glad to be with you today. How are you? I'm doing great. It's doing great. It's uh, really nice to see you as we're clearing the end of this pandemic and I hope it keeps going that way and we can break through to what's on the other side because I've got good feelings about it. Uh, I wanted to, to mention before we really get started that this morning I saw an advocate, uh, an editorial in The Advocate, where they talked about you and about being bipartisan. And I think you guys were at a, a unveiling of a, of a marker for Kathleen Blanco and um, what they said about you and bipartisanship really meant a lot to me. And I know as Elevate, that's one of our big, you know, goals and one of our big ideals. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, yourself in that regard. Yes, you know, when I ran for office, uh, Jimmy Fitzmaurice endorsed me and he said, you have to promise me two things. No matter who wins governor, you're not running against them. You won't talk bad about them in public and you won't back nobody against them. And I said, sure, Jimmy just endorsed me. Um, and after John Bell won, I, I went up to him and we had lunch and I told him the commitment I made to Jimmy Fitzmaurice and gave him my word, let's work together for the greater good of Louisiana. And it's probably the best decision I made for the state of Louisiana, um, because to, to get the most done you can for the people you represent, all of Louisiana, um, it's really served us well. You know, when people, we invite visitors here, we don't ask them if they're Democrats or Republicans or independents or who they favor in any race. Uh, we just ask them uh, to come here and, and have a good time and spend their money. And um, so uh, it's important that we work uh, with everyone. Uh, we're going to have disagreements, but I, I remember the days when my dad in the early days of building the Republican Party. Um, he had no choice but to reach across the aisle and work out compromise. And, and it served Louisiana well in those days. 
and I look forward to a day when we can all work for the greater good. We're going to differ, and and I have my strong conservative values, but um, but I'm also willing to sit down at the table and work with anyone. Well, and and I think that says a lot, you know, given especially the fact that your dad was so key in 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 informing the Republican Party here in Louisiana and. You know, I really, I value that. And I thank you for that attitude. It's something that um, I think we need more of. So I really appreciate it. And so another thing that I was really excited about, uh, I hear there's going to be a new airline that's going to be operating out of, of the New Orleans airport. Tell us more about that. Yeah, we, um, we, we sponsored with some promotional money in those cities. But uh, Breeze Airline is going to be operating from 10 cities. Um, it's from South Carolina to Arkansas, Alabama, Kentucky, Norfolk, Virginia, Oklahoma City. Uh, all of these are underserved to Louisiana right now. So having direct flights from all these cities at a time when we're trying to open up our doors to the world is a great opportunity for us to market in each of those cities to lure people to get on those direct flights and come, uh, come get a taste of Louisiana. Yeah, that, that's awesome. That's very exciting. Uh, so, you know, along those same lines, you know, here we are, you were breaking all these records, Louisiana was breaking all these records for tourism, and then boom, right in the middle of all this success lands a global pandemic. None of us could have called it. I mean, it was just such a surprise to all of us. And I know it's really been hard. I have a lot of, a lot of friends in tourism, and it's been, a, it's been a tough 15 months, but what's the state of things now? How are we looking? Well, we're actually doing a lot better in a lot of areas of the state than a lot of states. You know, for the last couple of years, we've been promoting staycation, even in a limited matter to keep businesses, hopefully, from going bankrupt. And um, now as we open up our doors to the country and soon to the world, uh, we want to try to bounce back as quickly as possible. Uh, we unveiled the Sunshine Plan, four phases, staycation, the drive market, which we've been doing now for the last year. Now people are back comfortable getting on a plane. So that's those flights, some of which we just talked about. And the last portion of that is the international market. And we're not back there yet, but we've been having video conferences with travel agents in every country, keeping them hungry for Louisiana. So when they can travel and book a trip, Louisiana is fresh on their mind. So, uh, but we've, you know, Getting back, getting the doors back open, Julie, is, is important. But if we don't do absolutely everything we can to fill up the restaurant shops, bed and breakfast, hotels, and attractions, they won't last a year. And in a good year, we have businesses fail. So we've been going around filming every attraction business, uh, working with local elected officials and taking those videos and pushing them out all over to get people excited. Because those people that are back open uh, surely don't have the money to market their business. So we're helping and assisting them. And we're going to continue to go around Louisiana filming every town, city, attraction uh, until everybody's back making money. Same thing with fairs and festivals. Uh, we'll be putting money behind every event we have, no matter how small or how big, make sure every event in the state is successful going forward for the foreseeable future. 
So prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, how many people were coming to Louisiana every year? You know, we from over, our vacations and festivals and Mardi Gras and all of that. Yes, in 2019, we had our fourth record-breaking year. Uh, 51.3 million people visited Lolo, Louisiana. They left behind 1.9 billion in taxes. That's over $1,100 per Louisiana family that you and I didn't have to pay. So it's an incredible economic engine, but it also leaves a big hole in our state budget when we don't have those funds uh, coming in. It's a trickle down effect. Uh, over around 250,000 people work in the hospitality industry. And over the last four years, we've seen over 70 new hotels built all over Louisiana. So we've been able to complement that growth with sporting events, Olympic trials, rodeos, and really plugging in some special events all over Louisiana. And that's really great. And I, I hear that sports tourism and kids sports really helped our economy during the pandemic, helped bridge some of that gap. Huh? It really did. You know, we've been able to have, and we've gotten some great ball fields, soccer fields that have really done um, an incredible job all across North Louisiana, Baton Rouge. So many of these facilities are world-class. And so using those to allure in all these travel clubs and, and travel teams and the Dizzy Dean World Series up in Ruston. Um, we've had uh, Olympic trials for volleyball in Shreveport, uh, some boxing events. So um, it's allowed us to go around the country and market every arena and event facility, ball fields, complexes we have, and plug those events in that can fit there and bring people to Louisiana. It's not worth one area sending us a team to these events by us doing it on a state level and offering every event and every place we have to offer. We can plug in those events that have a certain budget for hotels and where the ball fields or the arena or the facility uh, fits their needs. So it's given us more tools in our toolbox to go around the country and lure those events here. That's pretty neat. That's stuff I don't even think of. Um, one thing I think a lot about is our seafood industry and, you know, just how important it is to South Louisiana. And I know that you're, um, I don't know if you, you, the Office of Tourism runs the Louisiana Seafood Promotion and Marketing Board. Right. Um, what's it trying to do to revive our seafood industry? Well, a couple of things. As President of the Lieutenant Governor's Association, before the shutdown, I was working on getting, and I did get the support of all the lieutenant governors to ask the federal government to add a small inspection fee on imported seafood. We inspect less than 2%. Some of it's chock full of antibiotics, but some of it has bacteria. A lot of it gets rejected. Uh, one, it would make our seafood safer. And secondly, it would really take Louisiana great seafood and, and show how it's special and fresh and good it is compared to the stuff that's imported. So we're going to continue to work on that as we come out of the COVID. But we also know that they have had some rough years from the BP oil spill to the opening of the spillway to the restaurants being shut down. So we want to do everything possible to help them uh, get the word out and, and leave people literally with a good taste in it. So to help our convention and visitor 
bureaus around the state. We've been offering Louisiana land yet. As you might have canceled a convention or conference last year in the city, if you come to Louisiana, we'll give you free Louisiana seafood and a local band and musician for that first night. That relieves a burden and a cost off of that conference or convention. It helps our local seafood, and it also helps our local musicians uh, and performers that have really struggled through this as well. So it helps give them a shot in the arm as well. So um, we're going to continue to do that. I actually make some of the calls myself and, um, and really trying to lure them here with that great Louisiana seafood. So once again, we've got to do everything physically possible to help that industry, the tourism industry, and it's a great marriage when we can put them together to lure people to Louisiana and literally leave them with a good taste in their mouth. I love that. That sounds great. If I hear of anybody having an event like that, I'll definitely let them know. That sounds fabulous. So, um, yeah, I, um, I, someone gave me the name of a veterinarian that um, they were looking to move 500 veterinarians from their canceled conference in Atlanta. And when I got him on the phone, I offered him seafood, a local band and musician. And he says, uh, is this really the Lieutenant Governor of Louisiana? I said, yes. And he said, look, I'm going to have to poll my members, but that sounds great. But could I ask you a favor? I just pulled in the driveway and my wife's never going to believe the Lieutenant Governor called me. Would you just tell her hello? I said, <laughs> movie event to Louisiana, I'll talk to all your kids. And he put his daughter on the phone. So we'll do whatever it takes to get him to fill the, the hotels and restaurants here in Louisiana. Love that. Love that. And I know one of your uh, emphasis has really been on in your staycations and people and getting to see parts of Louisiana that they might not have seen, right? It really has worked well. And you know, we still have for anyone that goes and stays at a state park, if you punch in the code, welcome back, uh, you get the fourth night free. And, you know, from the horseback riding at Boga Chitter, we just opened a mountain bike trail, uh, a beginner's, intermediate, and, and an advanced course. The advanced course has a 30-foot drop over the beginning course. Uh, the first weekend, we had over 1,000 people uh, drive in to take advantage of that. And the thing we're most proud of with the horseback ride in that facility now, when you go to Washington Parish, you see those horse trailers in town eating and shopping. So we've actually used those two private-public partnerships to lure people to that part of Louisiana. And they're not only helping us make money at our state parks, but they're also bringing tourists to those areas that didn't have a lot of draw before. So we're looking for those private-public partners all over Louisiana to offer new and exciting things at our state parks. That's really exciting because sometimes I know we've even gone um, to the state parks and thought, you know, th there's just not enough activities. You know, we, we don't have a boat, so we, you know, we need activities. So it's, it's really exciting. And I know that the state park visitation's grown a lot um, in the last few years. What can our visitors expect if they plan a trip to one of our state parks? Well, if you're fishing, you know, we've got the pier in Lake Pontrain, and we are really adding length to the pier in Grand Isle with lights. That will probably be the longest fishing pier into the Gulf, um, so you don't need a boat there. At many of our lakes, we are restocking the fish, um, so you'll be able to catch great fish at all of our state parks.
Um, but we're looking for those private-public partnerships. We now have glamping. Uh, that's a tent with on a platform with a queen-size bed. If you don't like laying on the ground in a tent, that's a new form of camping. So that's been very exciting. There's one you can actually take a canoe out to an island. Uh, another one you hike three miles through the woods. I like the one you can pull your car right up to. But th there's a lot of great new activities. We're also going to be announcing soon some special needs playground equipment uh, at several of the parks. And then we're also going to be blacktop topping several of our trails through the woods so that you can use a wheelchair on those. Um, we've actually had some people go around to our parks that are wheelchair bound to tell us what can we do better to serve that community. And a little step to me and you, Julie, might not be a big thing, but it's a big thing if you're trying to, to bring yourself around a wheelchair. So we're making sure we're gonna fix all those things to make our parks uh, something we can be proud of to service the special needs community. Uh, and and we, we're gonna have some really nice announcements coming out soon at some of the things we're gonna do with the water pads and all the things to make them a little bit more wheelchair friendly. What's a water pad? That's where you go in and you can roll right in and all of the water things come up and wet you. And well, fun. I like a water park, like the um, splash park. Yes, like yes. Kind of thing. Sorry, yeah. I miss, it's, you, you got the right word. Yeah, no, that's okay. That, that, that's fun. That is a lot of fun. And you need that in uh, Louisiana and the kind of summers that we have. Um, you had also mentioned a pier in Lake Pontchartrain. Is that off of Fountain Blue or where's yes. that? Yes, it is. And you know, we mentioned the private-public partner. Our park cabins are set by the legislature because we want to make them affordable for Louisianans. But in a lot of parks around the country, they have VIP cabins. So we're looking for a partner that may want to build 20, maybe it's a flat TV screen, a little bit nicer interior, and you can charge what you want. I promise you will rent them. And we'll split 80-20, and you'll make a lot of money. Trying to buy that land on Lake Pontchartrain would cost you millions. Uh, you don't have to buy the land. We just want the right partner. And then we can offer some additional piers with a cabin that you can go in and rent it for a week. And because um, and, our cabins at those parks are booked up all the time. So we want to add more uh, opportunities to have cabins there and looking for that private-public partnership. Love that. I, I can promise you that the Stokes family would rent one of those VIP cabins. <laughs> I can promise you. And so this glamping, like where, um, where in the New Orleans area and where, like, where are these um, places that you can do this? Because I kind of like right. that. Yeah, we start off at eight state parks. I think there's up to 10. You can go to the state parks, LouisianaStateParks.com website and book it um, and we're, we're actually by January 1 we will be under a new booking system that is going to be able to scan your phone you won't have to wait in line you'll be able to go on and look at video of each individual space we're gathering all this data we signed a new contract with this company and it's going to be really state-of-the-art um, for really viewing so you know before you get there exactly what you're booking, you can actually pull up each site and then it will remind you the next year what you booked the year before 
in case you want to rebook it. I love that. So you don't have to write down. The, I remember we used to go to one of the parks and, and I'd always write down the cabin numbers and I had to keep them in a, in a book of like hiking trails and then I lost the book and I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, we're going to actually video everything. So you'll be able to take that virtual experience um, and say, wow, that's something I want to go see and do. And um, yeah, we've got to, we're also working on some new zip lines, tubing partnerships, and things where there's more to do at those parks as you talked about. That's a great idea. Cause I tell you, I was just thinking, I'd like to do some of that this summer, you know, with the family. And that's something that you could talk about right now. Like what, like let's, I'm, I'm in the New Orleans area. I want to go do something that maybe is a few hours away, you know, something that like a day trip is a really cool hike, maybe a little bit of water involved. Honestly, tubing would be phenomenal. The last time we went tubing, there was, um, there was a lot of trees and it was just really tough. Um, what's your advice? What's your advice? Yeah. Uh, Bo has a great river there. So does Tickfall. Uh, we've got new sand on all of our beaches. The Fountain Brook Beach has just been redone right there on Lake Pontchartrain. So um, once again, on, on the website, they'll show you Sippamore Point is beautiful uh, beach. Um, that's a little bit of a ride from, from the New Orleans area. But there's so many. Um, and then the fishing, you can't beat Toledo Bend. I mean, world-class it was picked the number one bass fishing lake in the country two years in a row. There's some great cabins. You can go out on a fishing trip. I guarantee you catch a lot of fish. And um, you bring them back. They cook the fish up for you in the resort there. So you can have dinner and eat the catch of the day there. And um, they've even got a spot at that resort and a nice little golf course. And that's a hidden treasure on, on the Texas state line, Toledo Bend. Um, really a lot of hiking trails and things to do there as well. That's a great idea. I love that. Well, it sure has been good to talk to you today. And I'm really excited about the world coming out of this pandemic and glad that we could share a little bit about what all of our people can do right here in their home state. And um, one, one question that we didn't quite get to and I wanted to ask about, but cruise ships. And I know the Port of New Orleans is a big cruise terminal. When's that going to fire back up, do you think? Yeah. We're hoping that we can get an announcement soon, but what I've been working on, and we christened the boat, a new boat a few months ago, the first one with 50% occupancy went up river. This uh, Thursday, I'll be welcoming guests in St. Francisville as they get off the boat there. I am very excited. You know, if they come into Orleans and spend the night and then get on a boat and head out, uh, we hope they spend a little money in New Orleans. But these cruise lines are heading upriver. They're going to be stopping in Homer's House, Baton Rouge, St. Francisville. We've even working on a, a, an agreement with Viking that we're going to put them on a bus and take them to the World Heritage Site, Poverty Point. We could see 10 to 15 boats on this river in the next five to 10 years. We want to make sure they can stop as many places. What an opportunity to get many people off in many places and spend money. But as important as spending money is we want them to go home and say, wow, you've got to go see all these great towns and cities up and down the Mississippi River. A chance we wouldn't get when they head out to sea. 
So we're looking forward to making every spot. I've been meeting with the mayors, making sure we're greeting them with beads and welcome them to Louisiana with that friendly hospitality. So when they leave Louisiana and they get off in another state, they say, wow, they're not as friendly as they were in Louisiana. I love it. Well, that's really good stuff. And I'm excited about that. That's another thing I'd like to do. I do like to travel. I love to, I love, I've got a sense of adventure takes me all over the place. So I really I've got to get you some of those Louisiana Feed Your Soul t-shirts. Because uh, every time I give them out, I tell people when you're out of town, wear your shirt and tell people. Because our best assets are people. We treat strangers like they're family. They leave Louisiana with a friend for life. And they keep coming back because that warm and fuzzy feeling we give them. And that's why we have record-breaking tourism numbers. It's you, the people, because of the way we treat people. Well, that, that's, that's perfect. I, I really appreciate your leadership in this area. You're doing great work. And it's about all the time we have for today. But I would really just like to thank our guest, Lieutenant Governor Nungesser. Um, if you're interested in joining Elevate Louisiana, visit our website at elevatela.org. That's E-L-L-E-V-A-T-E-L-A.org. And don't forget to like Elevate Louisiana on all your social media platforms and share this video cast on your page if you found it interesting. I'm your host, Julie Stokes, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.